1: to another episode of the world's team on blogging the boys network in partnership with sp nation i am meg murray and i am joined as always by paul stewart hey paul how's it going
2: not too bad not too bad just happy to be here and talk about the off season and talk about yeah. elephant cowboys we pretty much so we're not in the playoffs anymore so
1: yeah in true cowboys fashion they've uh, kept it interesting for us so
2: yeah, lots to talk about already. The off-season's already started. We're already talking about the rumours and all the new coaches and past coaches now leaving and stuff like that. So it's a quite chaotic.
1: Is it just me or has Jerry been talking more than usual?
0: <sighs>
1: Maybe the same as usual, but about different things. Maybe that's what it is.
2: He's definitely in, he's definitely stirring the pot, I think. Yeah. Um, with some of his comments, uh, regards to some players he's been looking at and stuff like that, I'm just like, that's just gonna cause absolute pandemonium within Cowboys Nation. Like, <laughs> I it, mean, it really is.
1: Awesome. That's his bread and butter.
2: He's literally is like the Joker, he just likes to see the world burn and he actually makes more money off it.
1: That's true. Just lines his pockets every time we talk about him, which I mean, we are prone to do. So we have the, what is the Pro Bowl this weekend? Or am I, like, making that up in my brain?
2: No, yep. The Pro Bowl is this weekend. Um, The action pretty much starts uh, Friday uh, yesterday and today. Um, So then there's the flag football, which is, remember, there's no contact in the Pro Bowl this year. It's just flag football now. So all the skills, stuff, I think that's happened. I I need to double-check the schedule. I've not really been paying much attention to it because – it like, just point.
1: occurred to me that it was like t- yesterday and today. Like... I
2: know, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: So that, that uh, just goes to show you that even with the new format, I am just not tuned into what is going on with the Pro Bowl.
2: Uh, to me, uh, I'm just using the Pro Bowls and it's excuse just, just to chill out. Like, it's cool to see some of our players, like like some Micah Parsons and stuff, like that I get the recognition of being in the Pro Bowl and stuff like this. If there's one thing for a player, it's to show an acknowledgement of achievement, of having a great season.
1: Yeah. And that's,
2: I mean, and, that's and that's the reward is to actually go out there and show their show the skills in the Pro Bowl.
1: If you don't make it, you know, to the Super Bowl.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's true. Yeah, yeah.
1: And since we haven't... um. We have Tyler Biadic replacing Jason Kelsey for the weekend. So
2: rightfully deserved, in my opinion. Yeah, um,
1: you've been uh, you've been telling us how great he's improved this whole year. So tell me, yeah. tell me more. Tell me more.
2: Yeah, so Tyler Biadic is, to me, it's been one of the biggest improvements in our offensive line this year, since he's um been training with um many in the off season, along with Terrence Steele, who's an odd guy that who would have been in the Pro Bowl. Um. A, but we're seeing a much more improvement from the, the blocking, from pass protection, and even the communication between him and Dak and his offensive line. So I'm more than happy. I'm over the moon for Tyler. And don't get me wrong, like, the past two seasons, he has had his critics, but this year really turned it around.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think we have been his critics, even though I feel that as though you and I have both been kind of high on his potential um from the jump, but it has it it's been good to see that come to fruition and I'm really excited for him to get to, to stretch his stuff this weekend. Have a uh, good time.
2: Yeah, yeah it, it may actually show off some other skills that he, he's not really obviously within the old line and you now there's the challenges and stuff that are like the like Oh, but the agility, your speed and stuff, like that, which is something you don't normally see with offensive linemen. But this is where the Pro Bowl comes to show that you can show off your athleticism a lot more rather than just being a blocker and being in pass protection and basically practicing your snaps. So it'll be very interesting to see what, what they do for the Pro Bowl.
1: Yeah, I mean, that'll be something for you guys to check out when you tune in to the Pro Bowl if you do or if you check out the highlights later. Make sure you check out Tyler's. We'll see how he's doing. Um, Tyler is going to have a new coach coaching the O-line. We have Mike Solari, who has just joined the squad. He's the O-line coach. He's been in the game for a long time. I feel like uh, Paul knows more about him than I do, so I'll let him.
2: Yeah, so um, if you want to go all the way back to his starting career as a coach, it was back from 1976 from Mission Bay High School, Um, but – Along the way in his career, he's been an offensive lineman coach for Boise State, Cincinnati, Kansas, and Pittsburgh. Then he joined Tom Landry as the assistant offensive line coach and special teams coach. Then he kind of went on to play for, well, back then it was the Phoenix Cardinals, which is now Arizona Cardinals. Then he's had a couple of stints with San Francisco over the years where he did win a Super Bowl in the 90s in 1994. Um, as, as their tight ends and assistant offensive line coach then back to Kansas a couple of times then he's with Seattle back to San Francisco then Green Bay to meet meet up with Mike McCarthy in 2015 uh, and then he's went back to Seattle for the past three years and now he's with us so wealth of experience say to the
1: least yeah I mean I think the one that Shook me was like that he coached under Tom Landry. I mean, that's that's kind of important.
2: yeah, your, rea- your reaction was quite what
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, back up, tell me more. <laughs> yep,
2: yeah, so that was back in 1987 and 88. That was just right before uh, Landry pretty much was no longer the coach,
1: yeah. And I mean, so his last job was with the Seahawks. Um, he is going to inherit like kind of a wealth at a line. I mean, I'm sure I hope to, you know, make it better in the off season, but he's got some pretty good talent to work with um, yeah. into the next season.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I mean, we don't, I, we don't know too much about the likes of Seattle, how they were last year. All we know that a uh, Gino Smith was the third sacked quarterback in the league. So saying that does not sound promising, but we don't know the situation where they if their Olay was completely injured or whatever and that, so we don't know. And again, it could be down to Geno Smith himself being too long in the pocket for all we know. So we don't we've not really watched much film on that. So, um, but for him to come over to Dallas, he's got a really great opportunity to have a, like Yazak yeah, Martins, Tyler Smith, Bayadish Steele coming back. We don't know what the situation with Tyron Smith is going to be because there's the whole talk about with his, um, with the salary cap and stuff like that. Is he going to be a June first casual day and stuff like that? So that's just again all in the rumor mill right now. Um, but he is going into a much more um better situation, I think, and uh, he's going to be reunited with Mike McCarthy where he had success there in 2015. Um. Obviously, didn't win this, but he actually showed some great promise helping like a offensive lineman who's uh, helped protect Aaron Rodgers that season. So, um, but yeah, I'm actually quite excited about this actually. Like when you compare him to like Joe Philbin, and don't get me wrong, like Joe Philbin, I thought last year, well, this season had a much more fully improved, and I was quite surprised that he was let go. Um, but when you, we're bringing in the guy that has pretty much always been an offensive lineman coach pretty much for yeah. i'm just trying to try to calculate this out of my head here uh 1976 so that's like less like 40 42 years
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a long time
2: 42 years okay. he's pretty much been a, an offensive lineman coach for all this time so all that knowledge, you might have a different style of blocking, different style of pass protection, different technique to kind of introduce in terms of hand grip and stuff like that. So, all those wee small factors do do play a massive part. So, I'm excited to see what he brings to the table.
1: Same, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know what his. We don't know what his style is. Obviously, um, he's a student of the game. Though, if you're in the, if you're in football for forty two years, like. There, you see a lot of changes and um, where, like where things are trending and stuff like that. So that's, that'll be cool to have that experience, um, you know, with those guys.
2: And w- and one thing to notice as well is like, he's not exactly moving up to be, well, he's had, he's had a goal being an offensive coordinator. He's obviously didn't like it as much and he decided to go back to O-line coaching. So it's kind of in a way what Dan Quinn was like, he, Dan Quinn was a head coach. But he was a D- DC for Seattle, then became a head coach, now he's back to a back DC, and he's happy being that. So it kind of feels like that's the same way with, with Mike Solari as well. He's happy being more of an offensive lineman coach than taking that extra step up. Like, he knows what his bread and butter is, pretty much.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's... I... People are always like, oh well, if he's so good at this, like he needs to move on and be a head coach or whatever. Sometimes it's just not what people want to do, like having that specialized field and like really feeling like you know what you're doing. Yeah. Be enough.
2: Yes, see, like, for Lisa, least I'm hypothetically speaking myself, like, I would never want to be an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator. I would be happy just to be more of a defensive lineman coach or an O-line coach, because that's the position I played and I have coached that before. Like, anything, like, I couldn't tell wide receivers what to do. I couldn't tell running backs what to do. Like, I would just need to know what my O-line or D-line are doing. Like, and I would just coach the hell out of them for that. So... I can relate to how Solari is, like, he's kind of saying, what's the point me coaching someone else if I don't have any experience in? Yeah, right. I mean, do
1: what you so, do best. So I think that's... Exactly, I think, yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of other things happened this week, mostly just people... Talking a lot, people being Jerry, most of, mostly <laughs> more than anything. No surprise,
2: no surprise, though. No
1: surprise, no surprise. Um, I want to get your thoughts, though, on a couple things um, that he said. One being something that I told you from like day one that we were going to hear. The OBJ talks are resuming, allegedly.
2: Oh, never end one time.
1: I told you. I said, it- just wait, he's going to bring that up like as soon as we get, if we get out of the the running for the Super Bowl. Like, that will be one of the first things that he goes on about.
2: So what I will say now is I think this actually becomes more of a better fit now for Odell Beckham because obviously we've gotten rid of Kellen more. We're more likely to go into the more West Coast style of offense, which will actually complement more for OBJ and C D Lamb in particular. So I think if we were to bring Beckham in, then it'd be very more it'd be more complimentary towards him as the player. So again, for me, I think if we were to bring him in, he's coming off an injury. And I don't care what anyone says, him running across the field with a cameraman running with him is not really impressive. That's just a uh, it's just an advertisement. It's like if you want to see actual game film, show me a game film where you're actually going one on one with someone from a coach's point of view. So, until I see that, then I'm gonna be very stalemate on it. So, but if we, if the start Dallas do decide to bring him in, make sure he's got the medical and that. Then cool, whatever. Then I'll be, I'll be an OBJ fan if that's the case. So. But until then, I'm just I'm I'm just keeping my hands crossed over on the notice. I still think we're gonna draft a wide receiver in the draft as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, and even if we do though, like for example, we did that with Tolbert and that didn't, you know, pan out yet. Um, it's just one of those things where do you wanna go with some veteran experience? Or not, I get what you're saying about his injury, and I think that's exactly why he didn't work out. And like, that's why nothing ever came to fruition with that contract is because he wasn't going to be ready this year. And I think it's okay to acknowledge that. For example, I will stop beating this dead horse at some point, but like, Michael Gallup was not well. We know that now. Um, like, he was not able to perform to the best of his ability. He would say that, anyone else would say that, it's just clearing the obvious. Um, it's okay to take the time. Like you don't need to like shove yourself out there, which is kind of how I feel. Michael, I'm not saying he did that. I know he wanted to be back, but they were like, kind of like, you have to come back to like complete this wide receiver room because there's like, we've been saying.
2: I I feel uh, guys in there. Yeah, I, I actually feel bad for Michael Gallup in a way because it kind of feel like he was kind of forced to return sooner than I expected. Yeah. And and the fans' expectations, because he signed that new contract, he's got that target on his back. And because he didn't get in a thousand yard season or ten touchdowns, people are jumping on the fence on him already. I'm I'm sorry, but he just came back from a serious major injury. The fact that he actually got, like, 400 yards is actually quite remarkable considering, and then when you also, when you be, ben, look at the fact that Derek was primarily targeting CD anyway, so it's not Michael Gallup's fault.
1: Yeah, and to the people that, like, are frustrated with Gallup's um performance, I would just like to say, again, like, this, Jerry and, like, they did not do enough to put together a solid wide receiver crew core. And and like, I think didn't,
2: Yeah, didn't Jerry or something like that I actually said something like that I like, if there's one thing that you wish he actually would like to kind of look back and fix going into this season was the wide receivers.
1: Yeah, I mean, but he did stand by his Amari Cooper thing, which is.
2: Oh, yeah, that's what. That's yeah, trash to me. That's absolutely yeah, trash. Yeah, yeah, that's that absolutely baloney. I was like, I'm am sorry. He to
1: hang on to this bad take so badly, like, go for it. But, like, you're embarrassing yourself.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry, but I, I think the majority of Cowboy stations see right through that.
1: Well, and it's like, he was what? So upset about like him missing games because of covid protocol there were other like people on this team that had the same thing but it just wasn't amari cooper so like he used that as a way to like justify his decisions and i'm sorry but your decision was bad and we said it was bad then and it, it looks a heck of a lot worse now
2: <laughs> it's it's definitely bad considering what we traded them for like if we go a second round pick or a late first then yeah, fantastic. I don't
1: think you'd get a late a second, maybe.
2: Because like, when you look at it, AJ Brown, like of all of all people, he's not a top, he's not an elite wide receiver, but yet he got traded for a first round, which is absolutely bananas to me. Like that's just like, that's yeah. my opinion. I don't if, like AJ Brown is a good wide receiver for the Dirty Birds, the the Eagles, right? Yeah. But. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's better than Amaya Cooper. No yeah. chance.
1: I tend to agree with you there. I mean, and just, I don't know. It's really hard because you look at last season and you can, like, argue performance or whatever. We know Dak was hurt multiple in different ways last year. So it's, like, hard to really gauge – How, like, he could have been this year. I think he would have been fantastic. And I think that we really missed out on that. And I like someday we'll get, we'll all collectively get over it. But if he keeps talking like this, it's going to take me a lot longer.
2: (laughs) I'll be very interested to see, like, what Cooper would have been like under Mike McCarthy's actual offensive play call and rather than Kellen Moore's.
1: Yeah. Well, and even Uh, just like a fully healthy Dak Prescott and like, a CD that's taken off and who knows if CD would have had the chance to, if he had stuck around or not, we don't know. Um, but it's just, you can't, I don't know. That's why it's OBJ is still interesting to me because you don't know. We don't know yet. Like what his uh, ceiling is going to be and like how he could help out this offense. You can still go out and get another guy too, um, and have like CD, another guy, obj and ty hilton if you get him back again so i don't know there are a lot of things to watch a lot of moving parts in the in the off season but the obj talks i like them still i'd like obviously i'm not saying sign him blindly i'm saying still check him out why not um yeah. but he also he did say there were there are two i'll just lump them together um Essentially, they're committed to Dak Prescott, and they are. They sound committed to Ezekiel Elliott. How do you feel about that?
2: I'm absolutely fine with that. I mean, which is what if we were hypothetically speaking, if you were to try and get away from Dak and get away from Zeke, the pe- like as of this season, the penalty and the cap hit would be substantial. It would actually damage the Dallas Cowboys. So. Um, I think having a fresh approach in coaching, within like where with McCarthy taking the reins, then you've got a new all line coach and stuff like that. It's going to be different. It's going to test Dak, especially, like if he can, if he can, uh, fall under this different style of offense, and. For like Zeke, are we going to get the same Zeke that was under the more Scott Linehan type of tutelage? Like he was the more main star running back, or is he going to be more second fiddle under Kellen Moore? Like right.
3: support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to say, like, how different the offense is going to be. I think it'll be more structured around Dak. Um, and if they are going to keep Zeke, they probably keep that in mind. Um, I think if you are able to work out a deal with Zeke to make his make it a little more team-friendly, I'm not saying he has to cut his overall earnings, like, you made a deal with him you made a deal with him and it sounds like he doesn't really want that part to change but if he can if you can restructure it in some way and make it more team friendly i think that would be a really smart thing to do um and we'll see if he's you know willing to or not um that'll that'll remain to be seen i think i could see a world where that would be true though so we'll yeah. see that um but yeah uh, i just think that Zeke and Dak complement each other a lot, Um, so I like I see the the merit and value of keeping them both. I know everyone is like, get rid of Zeke, get rid of Zeke. I am not in that camp. I have never been in that camp. I will not be in that camp. Um, Even if he does leave, I'll be like, oh well, that sucks.
2: I don't Zeke's not going anywhere. (laughs) my opinion I don't think so either. Uh, and, I, and I don't want him to leave I don't want him to leave like he's been a founding corner he's, he's like a, he's been an absolute rock for Dallas like yeah you can criticise Zeke's last two seasons like he's not been the running back you're expecting but end of the day it's the play calling that dictates the style of runs like if you're asking Zeke to run in the inside then he's going to run in the inside it's up to the O line to own up those gaps like, yeah don't get me wrong like if that's one thing that we were struggling it was and in, in the a gap with like inside run that's the one thing we did kind of struggle with yeah. but when it comes to the outside run that was more on giving it to tony pollard because he had that more bust but we were yeah. u- utilizing the sequel Elliot as that baton run like yeah well like, and
1: it, it would you know help you break through a little bit but you you make a valid point about, you know, there's a lot of things that go into his success um as a running back. Um, play calling and the O-line being a large part of that. Um
2: Yeah. And just to add as well, like I, I kinda of, like I mentioned before, like Scott Linehan, like when you look at how Zeke performed and the style of play that yeah. Zeke played, like he was more fluid under Linehan, whereas and this is no dive to Kelly more, but I just kind of feel like he just didn't really appreciate the Secret Elliott's type of style of running and he tried to use him for something that he's not really built for. Yeah,
1: like, that's well, just a, more of an observation. His, like, his skills as a blocker, too. I know that's not like why you hire him, but like, that is a huge help.
2: Yeah, he is without a doubt the best pass protection running back in the NFL, hands down. Like, people like can mention, oh, what about Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry cannot block for anything, despite how big and muscular and his, how, how frightening his physique is. He cannot block to help protect Brian Tannehill at all.
1: Or whoever's back there at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think you and I are in agreement on that. I'm sure there are differing opinions out there. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's Jerry's world and we're just living in it. Um, That to also say... I I sent this to you like right before we started recording, Um, Jerry talking about Max Dugan. um, What are
2: your thoughts? Yeah, the quarterback from TCU. Um, I'm not sure what to make of it personally. For me, I find Jerry is blowing smoke and mirrors once again. He's basically trying to hype up players by trying maybe get other teams to bite and maybe look to get them. No. I, I, Will we draft a quarterback in this year's draft? I will say yes. Will it be Matt Dugan? I don't think so. Like, I don't know what where he's been kind of rated so far right now. I've not done any scouting on quarterbacks at all, so I can't really put a, a like an estimate what rounds he might go in in the draft. But... Um, It'd be very interesting to see, but I will say we will at some point in the later rounds we will probably draft another quarterback, and it's something that Mike McCarthy always kind of done in previous yeah. years, like we did not Shane, and he did it with quite a lot at Green Bay. Like you always try and get like projects coming in, like to see if they can really make a, an impact.
1: Yeah, it'll be a Mike McCarthy quarterback project um, that you'll see. We'll see if it's Max or not. I I think you make a good point though, like. Jerry does Jerry does like to say that he does the smoke and mirrors and the poker face. He did not do that last season in free agency, so you know it's we'll see if he's a little better and close to the best this time. But um Yeah. Sometimes when he yaps too much, he overshares and then tells everyone things, and then you get nothing for a great wide receiver or a good O'Leanman. Just saying.
2: Yeah, I think we're gonna be it's going to be really tight. Uh, what we're going to be doing in free agency, um, I, I can't remember at the top of my head. Uh, Lauren and uh, Graham on UK Cowboys uh, on Thursday were they, they were talking about, like, the salary cap and that. Um, we could save money if Jordan Lewis goes. I think it was like four million on the cap, but anything else, like, we're on a tight rope of actually bringing players in. We've got enough room for the draft maybe one or two players, depending on what the type of deal is in free agency, but I don't I don't expect to be any big names, like, well, maybe Beckham, if it's a reduced deal, potentially. But um, but in terms of, like, re-signing the players, like LV and stuff like that, that's definitely something to reconsider as well. It's like, we need to make sure we're very cautious of what type of deals we're offering. So, oh, it could yeah. be... so. It's, it's a lot to think about. Like, Stephen and, and Jay will have a lot on their plate to try and balance the books this season.
1: Yeah, and I... I I hope they just keep in constant contact with uh, Will McClay while they're doing these things.
2: I'm sure they will. Will McClay is pretty much want to be in amongst this as well, because you definitely want to say, I don't care, I want this guy. Just let me know how we can actually bring this all together and... Yeah, balance the books, but I mean, despite the America trade and a somewhat now kind of looking back, the Randy Drearery let him go. I'm actually not as mad about that anymore. But when you look back, the front office actually did a not too bad job considering going forward. Like some of the decisions that he did do I actually kind of worked out in our favor, like bringing in Dante and Dante Ferula and bringing and Jason Pierce for that experience role to come in and help out, like to Tyler and stuff like that. Those wee small signings that actually did help. And even later on during the season, bringing in T.Y. Hilton and uh, uh, Jonathan Hankins.
1: Yeah, uh, (laughs) lots lots of things to look at, you know. And then there's going to be, obviously, young talent coming in, young, cheaper talent, um, some of whom are playing in the Senior Bowl.
2: That's right, yep. Uh, There's one guy in particular I'm looking at right now, is North Dakota State uh offensive tackle, uh Chad Moch, uh M-A-U-C-H, I think that's how you pronounce his name. But this guy is an absolute mauler. Like he like when you look at him from uh from a picturesque standpoint, he looks like Alex Kappa with the long hairs and O-linemen and stuff like that, but his speed and agility and his aggression as an offensive tackle is ridiculous. There's a couple of clips that's going about social media right now going on uh, heads-up with um, just basically going head-to-head with the defensive line. And he absolutely smokes nearly every single defensive lineman. He had a couple of pancakes in there. He looked he looked phenomenal. So his draft stock's definitely going to raise up. So that's definitely one guy I would love to try and maybe – we can maybe at some point in the future try and get him on the show jump comes to before the draft. So – some, hopefully we can try and work something out. Yeah,
1: love to hear from him. Um, you also brought up a Cody Mock to us earlier.
2: Oh no, no, I, I, actually I, I was talking about Cody Mock. Yeah.
1: Oh, I thought you said Loach. I was like, that doesn't sound like who we were talking. No, about.
2: no, no, no. It was Cody Mock. I was talking about yeah, from end of the court, state the offensive tackle.
1: Okay, my bad. Um, is there anyone else? It's so good. Stood out to you, um.
2: At the Senior Bowl, um, I've not really watched too much, but this is mainly mock It's really caught my eye, and that's why I've really been paying attention right now. Um, I'm, you know, me, I'm always about the O line and defensive line, so that's been my main focus right now. Um, next week I'm going to start doing more scouting on defensive linemen, particularly wind Tech nose tackles. I'm not really gonna be looking at defensive ends as much this year, but because of um are we gonna bring Jennifer Jonathan Hankins back? If not, then we definitely need to address that one tech position. The one that's gonna be more heads up with the center and inside guard. So um because we've got enough three-tech defensive linemen like so Goldston or Deggy I don't see Neville Gallimore uh, coming back, unfortunately, because I I love Neville Gallimore as one of my favorite guys. Like coming out of college, mm-hmm. it's just unfortunate he's just not really stepped up to the plate uh, for Dallas. So I don't see him getting his contract renewed, and we may be looking for an after ticket somewhere in the later rounds. But we're definitely going to be looking for like a one tech position north tackle.
1: Yeah goodness there's so, there's a lot for us to uh look over you know coming up on the draft there's get it, that's kind of the fun part though like studying up on these guys uh,
2: see this is uh, the uh, 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 cat
1: and stuff like that so
2: yeah so to see this is the really fun part for fans it's like it, it's like it really is a game for the fans to play um doing your state reports and and, and basically predicting picks for other teams as well, and see how well you know the game, type of thing, and how well you kind of think teams are more likely to choose such and such. Like, I mean, for Dallas right now, it could be anything. It, yeah. it, it really is. I think it's really this year's going to be in our best player available scenario. I picked number 26 in the first round. Like, because cornerback where we don't know about Anthony Brown's situation, like Chris he's coming back from injury, we might need a uh, like corner uh, like really top tier cornerback to play alongside Diggs. We might need um an actual stud of an offensive guard in the first round, and um, there's the kid from uh, Florida, um the guard from I can't remember the kid's name, but he's he's looking pretty decent as well. Um, I wanted to double check his name. I just cannot pronounce, it and I just don't want to screw it up. <laughs> um, um, and there's um, who knows? It could be a wide receiver. Who knows? I, 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 just don't. The only position, and even linebacker, the only position I don't think it will happen is quarterback, running back, and, uh, let me see, defensive end. Yeah, I
1: mean. We you and I will get into the the weeds with these uh these potential draftees coming up, so that'll be fun. But if you're looking for something right here, right now, uh, definitely recommend checking out Jeff Kavanaugh um, on Facebook. He does Facebook lives. I'm sure it's also on YouTube. I just yeah,
2: he's on YouTube as well. Yeah. yeah,
1: so you can always watch that. He's watched like 20 guys already, and I was like, you are wild. Um, oh no.
2: See, once the season is over for the Cowboys, as immediately. As yeah. Off, as well, he
1: started a little early, but um, but still, that's a lot of guys to get through, um, and get some like grading on. But also, always check out. Um, Dane Brugler does a um giant. The holy bible.
2: The yes. holy yes. bible we talk- call it.
1: Um, so if you subscribe to the Athletic, you can get that for free. We definitely recommend subscribing to the Athletic because you get um John Muschoda as well. So. All the good stuff there. Um, So if you want to check out any draft things, those are already in the works for you. So check those out, and we'll we'll uh, stay on top of that too. Yep. Okay, so there's a game in a week.
2: Yeah, Uh, a week. A week and Sunday.
1: (laughs) We sure aren't playing in it, but um, the gosh darn Eagles are, and they are playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Give me your...
2: So pred- you mean the Dallas Texans?
1: <laughs> yeah, those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your uh, prediction on how that game's going to go down.
2: Uh, I really yeah. don't know. I really I want know. Kansas to beat them. I really about, do.
1: Yeah, I think, I, I think that's a sentiment that's shared throughout a lot of the NFL. Even, like, there's even people that are, like, Chargers fans and, like, Raiders fans that I know personally that are rooting for the Chiefs because they don't like the Eagles which I found shocking because they are the
2: most hated they are the most hated fan base in the NFL that's a fact
1: they do have a song that goes like um no one likes us we don't care um and I just want to point out that they absolutely do care um they just try to act hard, because if you say anything remotely bad about them, then they will freak out. And that sounds a whole lot like Karen to me. I just wanted to point
2: that out. <laughs> there we go. We just need to put a wee wig in that Philadelphia Eagles logo and there we go. There's a Karen.
1: Yep. Every time they sing that song, I'm just like, you care so much. What are you talking about? I know. Um, yeah. Uh,
2: I- but, but but yeah, But back to what I'm kind of fighting for yeah. this game. I'm Obviously with Jalen Hurts as a threat, etc. etc. They've got a really great offensive line with Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, stuff like that. Um they've got what's his name? Hassan Riddick on the defensive line as the linebacker as well. Um I really don't know. Like I think Mahomes will will basically terrorize their secondary for sure, but whether their O line can step up to the plate against the Eagles defensive line, I don't know. Uh, it's gonna be a I think this is gonna be a very closely contested Super Bowl. But I am going to give the edge to Kansas City just because it's Mahomes.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> Mahomes is one of those players that can just elevate everybody around him. Like who was that MVS? I don't know how to like how to say his last name. Like he's not he's, not a, right. he's not a nobody, but like he's not like his usual. Go to and he made him look like a pretty gosh darn good wide receiver there. So
2: like people don't really underestimate the the great acquisitions, Kansas City. They like they brought in like like first strainer second strainer wide receivers, and they're playing really yeah. good football collectively as a team for Patrick Mahomes right now, and we're seeing that. Like wh- yeah. he's got whether he's got one ankle or not, he's still playing out there and he's balling out.
1: Well, so they think, obviously, these the two weeks in between the games is really going to be crucial for him. It's going to be a big deal. Um, so, you know, you're thinking he's going to be much healthier, you know, for the Super Bowl, um, which should help. And then I believe he does get some of his wide receivers back. Um, I think Juju, I think. Don't quote me. But, um, you know, even if they aren't as healthy as they could be, like Patrick Mahomes is just such an X factor that it's extremely hard to ignore that. And,
2: and he's proven a lot of this it.
1: Team, a lot of this team has been there before. It's not, not a big stage for them. They, they've done this. Um, or as I mean, big a stage, I should say.
2: Because I, mean, they how, have I, mean, I mean, put this in, for example, how many AFC championship games has Patrick Mahomes been in the past five years? I think it's like, is it not like four
1: five? Yeah. Feel like it could be five.
2: It could barely,
1: yeah, like, but yeah, but yeah said, at least four. Um,
2: but he's almost been there every single time, and he's been to the Super Bowl, uh, twice already, and once one, I believe.
1: Yeah, it's the funny thing is like we can. I can talk about like the NFC East with such confidence, and then when it comes to like another team, I'm like, I don't know. Either way, they've been there before. Um. Yep. Yeah. And that's, that's something that you can't discount. Of course, there are guys uh, – there, there might be guys on the Eagles that have – that were – no. Yeah, Brandon Graham.
2: Brandon Graham would still be there. Yeah. And this is going to – this is really yeah. going to hurt you, this one. Now, Doma Kutsu is going to be in the Super Bowl this year.
1: Why would that hurt me?
2: Oh, Chrissy's just a nasty player.
1: Um, he went to Nebraska, so I've watched him for a long time.
2: All right, okay, no, <laughs> no, 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 no it's just the, the, the,
1: the he is a nasty the, player, but like sometimes nasty is good, sometimes it's
2: bad. Uh, depending <laughs> what team you play for, though, <laughs> sure, yeah, there I don't be
1: on the receiving end of his nastiness. That's for
2: sure. He has been playing a bit part in the. He's. I don't think he's going to feature much in the game at all. But he's the. He's just there to pick up a nice Super Bowl ring, <laughs> from his opinion. But, um, but yeah, it's um. I just, I just, if there's one thing that I want to see the most is to see that head coach of the Eagles cry. Honestly, I just like that would be the best cry, Eagles cry moment.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna get too excited about it because I don't want it to not happen. Um, but
2: oh, but uh, that means to say, what are you doing for the Super Bowl, actually?
1: I have truly no idea at this moment. My the best guess I can give you is that I'll be with Jeff and all of that crew that day. Um
2: Well, you're gonna you're gonna be in for a surprise what I'm up to. Well yeah, so I'm heading down to Leeds along with Mike coming up from Wales and we're gonna meet up with Jamie. So it's gonna be a UK Where Cowboys.
1: Where is Leeds. By Where's Leeds?
2: It's yeah. like in the middle it's like in the middle of the UK.
1: Okay. What so, any specific country? England. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, here's the thing. This is actually like a big topic on TikTok right now is that like Americans get annoyed with everyone for assuming that we don't know geography. But when we get down to like cities, I need a little help.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's what. I- I don't know if you've ever played this game, Do you ever played Geocastle? No. Oh, that is really good for us. See if you're really want to build up your geography and stuff like that and learn, like, landscapes and stuff like that. It's, it's like a Google Maps game. Pretty much you have to try and guess where it is.
1: You'll have to send me that. But I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just was like, for people who don't know where Leeds is, and they are obviously a bunch of soccer fans that listen to this, so they're, so they're probably like, Megan, shut up. I know where that is. But I <laughs> um. So you guys are going to Leeds, the UK Cup. Yes.
2: Club. It's going to be a messy night, so expect a, a silly phone calls, no doubt.
1: <laughs> Sounds good. I hope there's um some. Hope you get what was it? You had like flashing, colorful lights in your hotel room last year. Or
2: something. Oh no! Like if Mike, if Mike does that ever again, I'm so, I'm sorry, but I'm going to swiftly kick him in the nuts for that.
1: I think he knows that though, so hopefully he'll plan accordingly.
2: Oh god, it was it was a nightmare.
1: Well, hopefully Jamie will uh, be able to watch it better this year.
2: I think we're actually, I think we're actually going to be staying at Jamie's. Actually, I, I believe, oh. uh, yeah. So that'll be just. So we're gonna try and do like a, a should like bring all the equipment down and stuff like that, and try and do a live show from Jamie's house all together and stuff like that. So that'll be quite good.
1: Tune in for that, and uh, that'll be on the UK Cowboys Channel. Yeah,
2: yeah, that'll be on okay. that.
1: Everyone, make sure you are subscribed to them so you can check that out. They will be a hoot and a half. When they get together, it's always a wild ride.
2: Ask if you can understand what we're saying, mind you.
1: (laughs) That is a fair point. Especially Jamie. Especially Jamie. Yeah, Jamie's the the wild card there. Um, It'll be entertaining for sure, that is to say. Um, But yeah, so I think the sentiment here is go Chiefs. in a little Dallas forever, Philly for absolutely never, ever, ever in a million years.
2: Never, ever, never, ever.
1: Never, never, ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, there's always something going on in Cowboys Nation. So uh, we are here to chat with you about it. I am at Meg Murray with four R's on Instagram and Twitter. And Paul is?
2: I am peace stu
1: Peace too. Um, <laughs>
2: where the hell did that come from?
1: <laughs> from my heart is where it
2: came from. It like, brass is like, please do.
1: Please do. But as always, you guys can check out all the information that you need to know at bloggingtheboys.com. We have a podcast for you every single day. So check that out wherever you listen to podcasts um, at the Blogging the Boys feed, um, rate, review, subscribe. Tell Paul that you love his accent. Yay. And it's the best one. And it's better than Jamie's.
2: Oh, uh, controversial.
1: <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just having the people hype you up in the uh, reviews. Anyways. You do, you
2: we, do realize you're going to tweet off of him later. <laughs> I welcome it.
1: I welcome it. Um, anyways, we appreciate appreciate you guys so much. And we will see you next week.
2: Have a good one, folks. Go Cowboys. Go Cowboys.